Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for joining us as we take a look at the book. I have in my hand a five-part audio series on CD entitled The Babylon Factor. How does Iraq and what is going on in that region of the world play into the end-time prophecy that is found in God's holy word? Well, that's what we deal with in this particular series, a five-part, five-hour series on CD. It's an audio series entitled The Babylon Factor. This time, we're going to look at Ishmael's true legacy. You might remember Abraham and Hagar, the Egyptian handmaiden for Sarah, had a son. His name was Ishmael. What did he do? Well, he established one nation. He did not father all of the Arab world. We'll get into that in just a moment as we take a look at the book. This is a must-listen for you. The Babylon Factor will explain why the United States military might is in Babylon, or that's the biblical name for modern-day Iraq today. So let's take a moment now and listen to Ishmael's true legacy. So the background, the pre-Islamic culture was tribal, was violent. It was occultic, occultic. We know now the two most holy sites in all of the world for the Islamic people would be Mecca and Medina, and number three is Jerusalem. However, in the Quran, the word Jerusalem is never used. There was never Islamic capital in Jerusalem. No record of any, oh, there's tradition, but no actual record of any Islamic leader ever coming to Jerusalem. Uh, they just appropriated that, and that's a political move, I do believe. But the two main spots are Mecca and Medina. You know what Mecca was before Islam came into existence? It was the end of the trade route. The King's Highway, which came out of Egypt, would go by and through Jordan and went right by Petra, Interestingly, 17th chapter, I mean, excuse me, 19th chapter of the book of Isaiah says the king's high will will be reinstituted once again. That's the way the Syrians and the Egyptians will be making their way. And I mentioned to you, they're in the process of putting that together. But uh, I have uh, a copy of the, of the peace treaty between Israel and Jordan that said we will advance this roadway so that we can bring the Egyptians and the Syrians together here in Jordan. But that's the way the children of Israel traveled, and uh, the Edomites there in Petra would not let them go by. Moses said, we'll pay for everything. If they drink any water, eat any food, and all, you got to go around. They went around towards Arabia and came back into the promised land. But that was the trade route, and the tradesmen would go there, and they would end up in Mecca. You know what they would do? They would bring their gods, little g, gods into Mecca. Have you ever seen that large stadium when they're having the Hajj? That means a, a special pilgrimage, religious pilgrimage to Mecca. And every part of the tenets of the Islamic faith, you have to, if you can afford it, make a pilgrimage once in your lifetime to Mecca, the Hajj. When they go there, you see that big stadium, and in the middle there's a square black stone. That is the Kahaba. And you know what they would do? They would bring their gods, and they would put it on, prior to Islam, the Kahaba. The Kahaba became the central focus of all satanic, demonic, occultic gods in the world. There were, at the time of Muhammad, 360 gods there on the Kahaba. And now with this background of a culture of 
tribal activities, violent activities, occultic activities. In the 7th century A.D. comes forth a man named Muhammad. He was a tribal leader, a descendant of Ishmael, a wild man, a multitude of wives, a worshiper of the occult. You know the God that he worshiped? Allah, the moon God on the Kahaba there in Mecca. And so he starts to establish the Islamic faith. The Islamic faith, which the components of are number one, Allah is their God. Number two, the Quran is their holy book. And number three, Muhammad is their last great prophet. Allah, their God. You know what we have been told by the government of the United States of America? Allah is simply our God with another name. And I want you to know something, friends. That is out of the pit of hell. Allah is not the God of this book. Allah is a satanic God. And Islam is a satanic religion. I don't know what you think about Franklin Graham or the whole Graham's family. And I'm not excited about some of the things they're doing, but I'm really thrilled with what Franklin Graham had to say the other day. Islam is satanic and dangerous. And our president better pay attention to that. I love our president. I'm thrilled. I believe he's a believer. I've got evidence. He's a soul winner. I am excited about our president, but he's got a problem with Islam. Allah, you look at the characteristics of Allah. They are not the same characteristics of God the Father. God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Allah is the moon God, thus the crescent moon, the symbol of Islam. The Koran. Well, supposedly, the angel Gabriel gave that to Mohammed in the 7th century. He dictated what is supposed to be perfect Arabic. Now, I'm not an Arabic scholar. In fact, I just already know a couple words in Arabic. But as I understand it from linguists, the Arabic of the Koran is far from being perfect. You're not even allowed in the Islamic faith to translate from Arabic. Why do you think they learn Arabic? What do you think Johnny Walker was doing? He was studying Arabic to become a part of the Al-Qaeda, Taliban, on his way back to America now to stand trial. Arabic, a one, oh, get this, one world language, which started at Babel. This one world government and world religion. And then God diversified it. Arabic, used for the Quran. The Quran. The Quran, which has the doctrine of abrogation. Somebody came to me in the bookstore yesterday and said, I was witnessing to a Muslim person, and that Muslim person said, you perverted the Bible, and I didn't know what to say. Well, I said, the first thing you should have said, no, we did not pervert the Bible. But do you know why they say that? The Quran calls for the doctrine of abrogation. You know what that means? 
Everything prior to this can be abrogated. I can abrogate anything I say. In fact, Mohammed in the beginning started to say Christians and Jews were all right and brought some of them in and tried to incorporate ecumenically these Jews and Christians so-called into his work. And then he abrogated, the doctrine of abrogation came into effect, he abrogated all of that. And he said, this is not going to work and I'm not going to be able to convince these people this is the right way. I will have to use the sword. And that's the other thing that the Quran deals with. Jihad. And listen to me. Jihad is not struggle. Jihad is holy war. You've been listening to the third of a five-part series on The Babylon Factor. It's a five-hour audio series on CD that is available for you to be able to study exactly how Iraq and what's going on militarily in that region of the world plays into the end-time scenario that is found in Bible prophecy. If you have a friend, a loved one, or an acquaintance that may be serving in Iraq, You need to get a copy of this CD so you come to a biblical understanding of why the United States is participating in this particular venture. I would like you to pass this along to friends who do have a connection with someone in that war-torn country. The Babylon Factor, that's the name of the five-hour audio series. It's The Babylon Factor, and it's available if you call our toll-free number or go to our website you can purchase your own copy of this series. The phone number to call is a toll-free number, 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and go to our shopping mall, and there you'll be able to see how you can get your own copy of The Babylon Factor. By the way, everything that we study in this series, The Babylon Factor, will help you understand where we are in God's time, and it will give you the evidence needed to understand the rapture, the next main event in God's calendar of activities where he calls all Christians to be with him forever. The rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, there's basically nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...